For a social binge drinker, weddings are our Super Bowl. Open bar, hype playlist, your favorite people contained in a small space like pups at a dog park. In the past, I'd face weddings like a competitive sport. I knew it would be fun, intense, and I'd be sore afterwards. But that's the price you pay, right? It's not like I was going to control myself, drink within my limits, and the night sober. That's crazy talk. So every save the date in my mailbox was met with a mix of excitement and apprehension. Would I embarrass myself? Could I black out? How bad was this going to hurt? Welcome to Overthinking in Your Underwear, the show where we use our overthinking brains for self-discovery instead of total sabotage. This is Lindsay, author of Overthinking in Your Underwear, the book, now available on Amazon. This week, can you party sober, attending a wedding with less alcohol? I talk a lot about sobriety, a whole lot for someone who's not truly sober. I like to say I'm semi-sober. If you ask some people, they'll say, oh, she's sober. But I don't want to wear that title like a badge of honor because I know what it means to others who fought hard to earn it. I have maybe five to seven drinks a year. A few of those drinks will happen this weekend at my best friend's wedding. So naturally, I'm overthinking it. At this point in my life, many of my friends are married. And what I remember most from their big day is the hangover afterwards. A plane ride from an East Coast wedding where I learned the little white bag in the seat pocket in front of you isn't only for show. An LA wedding where half the night was filled in by my friends the next day. And other parties over the year where my signature dance move was falling on the floor. This wedding, I'm determined to make other moves. This is my best friend from sixth grade. The scene is picture perfect. I can't wait to enjoy the night and possibly one or two drinks. I'll let you know how it goes. I'll write part two after the wedding. After the wedding. Many a wedding day, I'm paying the price for the rehearsal dinner the night before. This time, I drank water and cranberry juice and woke up ready to celebrate. The wedding was perfect and so was my friend and her husband. I'll spare you every detail because this isn't the knot.com. The reception began and I grabbed a beer from the bar. Along with one of my best friends, I gave a speech to the happy couple. So if I was having one of those drinks, this was the time. The beer helped and the speech went off as planned. A few hours later, after dinner and into the dancing, I grabbed another beer. Between the food, the adrenaline, and dancing like you're in a Zumba class, I never felt the effects of the two beers. The rest of the night, I drank water or grabbed a Diet Coke. The party wrapped about two back at the hotel, but I only lasted until 1 a.m. I woke up feeling good, but tired. Actually, I woke up proud of myself that I remained semi-sober at a wedding, that I remember the whole event, that I don't have regrets. I did reenact the Crazy in Love dance by Beyonce, but I'd do that on a Tuesday at a CVS. We can't blame that on alcohol. It's not the open bar that urges people to drink more than usual at a wedding. It's the social lubricant of it all. Alcohol lowers our inhibitions, glides us through conversations, and helps us get loose on the dance floor. In fact, a study published in, psycho in Psychological Science noticed that alcohol increased social bonding among strangers randomly assigned to groups of three, which is why for years one drink would turn to six because I needed the armor of alcohol to ease me through an event. So how was it facing a wedding with less? Great. I was hyped up, happy to be there, and that was enough. I'll be honest, if this was a business cocktail party with strangers and stagnant energy, the experiment would have been different. I would have felt every second tick away in my itchy, socially awkward body. But surrounded by people I love in a positive environment, I didn't need the kick we normally rely on from alcohol. 
Trusting yourself was one of the cornerstones of self-love. Countless times I declared I'm having two beers tonight and two beers turned into six vodka tonics because patio weather or the vibe was right or they played Usher and he's my jam. I'd make a promise to the person in the mirror and break it faster than a glow stick at a rave. Afterwards, I not only carried the injuries of the night before, but every stumble sliced at my self-worth. The trust you build with yourself is more meaningful than any other relationship. Whether you're preaching to the choir or mumbling to your inner monologue, your words have weight. If you decide to quit a behavior or begin a routine, follow through for you. Behave in a way that's consistent and show up for yourself before anyone else. Like any relationship, self-trust takes time and you earn it with every action. The next save the date I spot in my mailbox, I'll feel different. I'll be excited and confident knowing I can celebrate within my limits and maybe embarrass myself with a little dancing. So that's the blog, the written part of the blog. And since then, I've just been doing like a little more overthinking on the subject. You know, I don't miss the hangovers, the anxiety, the regrets, the damage drinking did to my self-worth. But I do miss the late nights with my friends that sort of congeal in that messy mix of liquid bonding and late night laughs. If I'm being honest, I miss that part. Um, how alcohol helps us connect, uh, eases us in a room, it grants us confidence in social situations, and it allows us to stay up late into the night laughing and connecting. And since I've stepped back, um, with my new relationship with alcohol, I have to, I find myself, you know, going to bed early and not being able to join in with those late night moments. And the truth is, is I feel guilty. I feel like I'm not kind of like going all in. It feels like, oh, am I tapping out on my friendships? And I don't want, I, I don't want to do that, but I have to figure out how to show up in other ways because I'm not willing to show up in that way anymore with the taking the drink and the staying up late. But um, I don't want anyone to think that it's personal (laughs) and that I don't want to connect in that way. It's just, it's not something I can do for myself physically and mentally anymore. And I know my friends know that and they're all very supportive and no one ever says anything about it. But it's just interesting how um, alcohol is such a part of our lives and our society that making a positive choice for yourself can actually make you feel um, bad or make you feel like you're doing something wrong. I think that's such an interesting concept um, or such an interesting thing to overthink a little bit. Uh, I'm sure I'll get over it. I'm sure I'll shake that off, but it's just a thought I wanted to share with you. Um, Drop something in the comments about how you feel drinking at big weddings and large events, how uh, you handle it, and any thoughts you have on on drinking. I know it's such a big topic, and it's such a personal topic, too. So thanks for overthinking with me this week. Until next time, wishing you all good thoughts.